Hey babes, and welcome back to another episode of Holy Babes Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Quenisha Pleasant, and we are back again with another new episode. Today is just part three of New Age Obsession. If you have um, been listening to um, the newest episodes, you know that we did a series on New Age. We have a part one, a part two, and this is part three. So if you haven't listened to the first two parts, you can definitely go back if you like and listen to that one. But as for today, we will be talking about tarot cards, meditation, yoga, um, psychics, and mediums. So if you want to learn more about those things, definitely stay tuned, especially if you want to know how they're demonic. And if you want to know how they're demonic and what God has to say about it, definitely stay tuned. Um, this is some important information. Also, if you practice these things, this is not a bashing podcast. That's not what I do as a Christian. That's not what anybody should be doing that represents Christ. So I am not here to bash you. I'm here to tell you the truth out of love, but I cannot sugarcoat anything. All I can do is tell you what the Bible says. I All I can do is tell you what God is saying about it and give you the facts. So um, definitely stay tuned. I am so glad that you are even tuning in. Just the fact that you are listening this far tells me that you and your heart know something isn't right. That alone lets me know that you are open to learning. That's all God needs to um, continue working on you. That's all he needs to um, pour into you is a, is a willing heart. And by tuning in, you're showing that you have a willing heart. So I want to just congratulate you for even being here and being willing to hear the truth because so many people run from the truth and just you being here shows a lot. So thank you for coming. Thank you for being willing to listen. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get started. We're going to start off with tarot cards. So tarot cards are a deck of cards. Um, these cards are illustrated and today they are used as a tool of divination. So we're going to look into what divination is. Um, I talked about this throughout part one and two of New Age Obsession. I don't think I included what divination is. So I'm going to tell you guys what the definition of divination is on Google. So divination is the practice of seeking knowledge of the future or the unknown by supernatural means. So just to make sure we're all on the same page, I'm going to look up what the definition of supernatural is. So supernatural is attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature. So ghosts, things like that. And just to let y'all know, if you see a ghost and they look like a family member of yours, that's a familiar spirit, and that is a demon. Demons can present themselves as a family member of yours. God tells us in his word to leave familiar spirits alone. That is in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 31. So anyways, back to what I was saying. You guys can read that um, when you get the chance to. So now let's go back to um, what I was saying. So, so the tarot cards were originated in northern Italy, and this is back in the late 14th and early 15th century. They were created to play, play bridge-like games uh, known as the Tarachi. 
Tarochi. I don't know how it's pronounced, but you guys can look it up. It's T-A-R-O-C-C-H-I. So it's very popular back then. And this is what happened. So this game ended up spreading to other European countries. And this is including southern France. And when it spread to other European countries, the game was renamed to tarot. And the cards were not supposed to be used for mystical uses, but it started being used in the 18th century. And this is when the cult was on the rise. So at this point, there is a man named Antoine and his name is Antoine. Hold on, let me look at his whole name. His name is Antoine Court de de Ballon. So anyways, he wrote a popular book and his book linked the cards to um, some sort of false god. So the, these tarot symbols contained what's supposed to be the secret wisdom of a false god named T-H-O-T-H. That's the false god that it's based upon. So the popularity of the tarot cards just spread all throughout Europe and the occult grew. And so now occultic practices are really popular. And that's exactly what's what you're witnessing right now. These people use these cards for divination purposes and for the, the occult use these things and that is not what they were intended for. They were used just to be games, but they have literally written books. As like as the New Age movement grew, more books were created with definitions about the tarot cards, what they mean, how they lay these cards out. These channeled books, I believe that's what they called, they had definitions. So all these definitions actually came from demons. These psychic readers get this information from demons. So these cards started to be used for psychic purposes, for occultic purposes. And these people using supernatural things to get these answers. And these supernatural things that they are using, which is what makes it divination and what makes it against the word of God. Is the fact that they are talking to demons. God intentionally tells us to leave divination alone. He intentionally tells us that he will tell us about our future because he knows as humans, it is our instinct to get curious. When we get curious, we start dwelling elsewhere for answers, just like Adam and Eve did. All this generation wants to do is know who they are. And instead of going to the person who created them, they go searching elsewhere because they want answers right now. They're impatient. They want to know right now what their future holds. They want to know who they are. They want to know all these things. And they don't run to God to get these answers. They run to other people. But what they don't know is they're speaking to demons. And that is what makes us demonic. And that is why it's against the word of God. And what's crazy is people will keep doing it because the predictions about their future is accurate. And I'm going to tell you guys why it seems accurate. And that is because evil spirits and demons, they're everywhere. And they're able to give accurate information to these psychics because they literally follow you around. They know what you've been through. They know what you've done. They see the behaviors you have. They see the lifestyle you live. They study you. 
that is why they are able to give these psychics these answers. So let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 10 through 12, and we're going to read that. I know I've read this several times, but we will go over this again just so I can show you guys where in the Bible God says not to practice these things. So Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 10 through 12. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or cast spells, or who is a medium or spiritualist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Because of these same detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. So after reading that, clearly God does not want us to practice divination or consult anyone who does. These answers about your future are not coming from the person that's telling you. They come from the enemy. They come from demons. And all divination does really is cause division. That's all it does. It cause division between the creator and the creation. And I need you guys to really think about this because all Satan wants is to continue to cause division within the world. He ha always has tried to cause division. That is why he tempted Eve and caused Adam and Eve to fall. He wants division. He wants to lead you away from God. And if he can dangle your future in your face and get you to play fetch and go elsewhere to learn who you are and what's, what your future holds, he will. And that's exactly what he's doing to this whole entire generation. And it honestly makes me so mad because that is why God has prophets. He does not want you to fumble the bag. He wants you to remain faithful. But people aren't ready to hear that. They want they want what they want now. They're not ready to be patient and wait on God. Nobody wants to wait on God. This generation is microwave style. And here's the thing. When you get things microwave style, it don't be as good as a home-cooked meal that was in the stove for hours. A microwave entree does not taste as good as home-cooked meals. God does not want to hide your future. What does God say he has for your future? Hold on a second. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. If you would just let God write your story, if you would just let God show you what it is he has for you, you would not be so lost. This generation spends all their life trying to figure out who they are because they're looking in the wrong places and you're allowing the devil to lead you astray. God says not to trust in no man. And for a generation that swears, they don't trust anybody. We certainly seem to be going to psychics an awful lot. And we certainly do seem to be going to these readings an awful lot. Let's go to Psalm chapter 118 verse 8. And it says, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. Okay, now let's go to Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. Now, I'm going to be honest. There's so many people who are turning away from God and leaning on man. And at the same time, they think that they're being independent because... They are thinking that they are relying on the tarot cards to tell them their future, but they're literally going to a person. 
than going to a person who is being led by demons to tell them their future. That's the truth. It doesn't matter how you try to flip it. It doesn't matter how you try to change it. You can look up these things and see what these tarot cards were originally made for versus what they're made for now. And a lot of people are against the word of God. I'm telling you right now, Satan has been able to use people to take these cards and turn them into something that they weren't originally made for. But now it's a whole different thing. If you have those cards, please throw them away. Throw them away and repent. It's never too late to turn to God and turn away from your wicked ways. You will be forgiven. Even if you, you're the one reading these cards to these people, you can be forgiven as well. This literally is a demonic oppression. I mean, people start to become addicted to knowing more because these things are were accurate. Just like I just told you guys why they seem accurate, you know? You're coming to agreement with everything that these people are saying. You're coming to demons to get answers who have been stalking you. So it's dangerous. These people have nothing to offer you. You're literally attaching demons onto you. You're giving them permission to watch you and give you information. That's all you're doing. And it comes with the cost. God has so much, way more, way more to offer you than what they have to offer you. Step away from that stuff. It is demonic. And not only is it de demonic, but you are giving them permission to attach themselves to you god does not warn against against these things just for no reason he is our father and he is trying to protect us not only that it's not like he doesn't want us to know our future he has prophets god literally has people who have visions and dreams he has no problem with us knowing our future and really yes he has prophets but also if you pray and you ask him to give you a dream or give you insight on what your future might look like, he has no problem with doing that. If he feels that you are ready and you can take looking at that and you won't fumble the bag, because that's important also, he's not going to show us a glimpse of our future and then we, you know, get big-headed and we're not able to hold water and we go around telling everybody what God said our future holds. But so many times I have I've prayed and God has given me dreams. Actually, the first time I asked and I prayed for God to reveal certain things to me, he gave me a dream. And it wasn't the type of dream that I wanted. But, I mean, I found out I was being cheated on. I mean, I didn't have to say it like that. But, I mean, so, and honestly, like, it was unexpected. But, I mean, he will, if he feel like you ready, he gonna show you. And be prepared for what you're asking for. But it's just, he will show you certain things. Now, be ready be careful what you ask for now because I was not prepared for that dream. Be careful what you ask for. At this point, I'm very, anything that I need to know, I will ask him, but I make sure that I'm ready for it when I ask. I'm silly and I'm laughing, but it literally got me to the best place in my life right now. So I am more than happy that that happened to me. I wasn't in the moment, but y'all, God will come through for you. And all you have to do is be be faithful to him, continue to trust and put your love into him. And he's going to show up. And when he shows up, he shows out. And I think the the best part about it is the fact that that is our father. I don't know a, a, a bigger flex than that. To me, that is the biggest, that is, that's literally my biggest flex. Being his is my biggest flex. And it took me a while to acknowledge him and come to him. But once I did, it has been life-changing. And in a good way, he protects me when I need protection. He shows me people's true colors. He is he is there for, for me and I, I trust him. 
I trust what he shows me and I trust him with my future. And I pray that you guys are able to get to that to that point. And it's not to say that I'm perfect. I fall sometimes and sometimes I my faith is is weary. But all you need is a mustard seed of faith, a grain of a mustard seed. King James Version says a grain. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. And that's in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, by the way. Okay, so next we're going to be talking about mediums and psychics. So what is a medium? A medium uses his or her psychic or intuitive abilities to see the past, present, and future events of a person by tuning into the spirit energy surrounding that person. So mediums rely on energy or just um, this, the non-physical information that is relevant to the person that they are reading. And apparently they're also able to communicate with souls on the other side. So in other words, dead people. So as I, as I told you guys earlier, we cannot talk to familiar spirits. We're just unable to. They are not our family. Familiar spirits that appear to be your family, they are actually just demons that are just playing the role of your family member. The devil is good at disguising himself. And that includes the demons. They're good at disguising themselves. They know how to look a certain way. And they obviously know what our family members look like. And they also know what our family members did. Because I told you guys before, these demons see things. They see the relationship you have with that family member. They can see all these things. And they can easily present themselves. They're good at disguising themselves. That's all Satan is about is disguising himself. And that's all he does. And that's all the demons do. They disguise themselves. Because, I mean, if they presented themselves as demons, some people may still talk. But most people would not if they actually knew what's going on. So let's talk about what God thinks about all this. So in the Bible, there is actually a word that describes the practice of communicating with the dead. And this word is necromancy. So... You can find this word all throughout the Bible. Um, I'm going to read to you guys a few scriptures that say this word so that we can get a better understanding of what God feels and what God says about communicating with the dead and also going to other people who communicate with the dead. So Leviticus chapter 19 verse 31, New King James Version says, give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them, to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Next is Leviticus chapter 20 verse 6 and it says, And the person who turns to mediums and familiar spirits to prostitute himself with them, I will set my face against that person and cut him off from his people. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 19 says, And when they say to you, Seek those who are mediums and wizards, who whisper and mutter. Should not a people seek their God? Should they seek the dead on behalf of the living? Right here saying, why are you? Why would you seek the dead on behalf of the living to find? Why would you 
seek the dead to find out information about the living? Or why would you talk to and some medians say that they get their information from, you know, they that they're talking directly to family members. So the best option is to not even fall into this trap to not even go to anyone except for God for answers. These mediums don't have any answers for you except for the ones that the demons provide. And these demons, they they can disguise themselves as your family members all they want to. But at the end of the day, they are what they are. And they are demonic. They are demons. So, of course, they're demonic. They're evil. And they will tell you whatever it is that they like. Whatever it is that they want to tell you. And if you are going by what the median is telling you, then you are going by what they're telling you as well. The last scripture is Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 9 through 12, which that's the same one that we talked about earlier. So all of these scriptures apply to psychics and mediums. So now we're going to see what the word of God also says about why it's so unnecessary and dangerous to talk to the dead. I mean, obviously, you know, when you talk to the dead, you know, when you or assume that you talk to the dead, you leave room for demons to fool you. You leave room for them to trick you. These demons pose as our loved ones. And they're smart enough to play the role. They know how to play the role. They get the, they know everything. They know how to play this role so well. These demons are making accurate predictions. And they know all the things that they need to do to manipulate and make it seem like they are not demons. Basically, to make it seem like they really are our family members. And to trick the medians as well, because some of them don't know that they're talking to um, demons. So now let's get into, um, let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 5 through 6. And it says, For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing, and they have no reward. For the memory of them is forgotten. Also their love, their hatred, their envy have now perished. Nevermore will they have a share in anything under the sun. So with that being said, seeking a familiar spirit, so to speak, makes no sense. It really, they have nothing to give to us. They have nothing that can help us. So let's go ahead and talk about psychics. So psychics are said to have a special mental ability. They're able to know what will happen in the future or know what people are thinking. So Psychics are usually witches or warlocks that listen into the spirit realm and they actually are speaking to demons, which I mean, we already established that earlier, I think. So instead of them being led by the Holy Spirit, they are now led by evil spirits and whether they know it or not, they are being used by Satan. So the best thing to do is just to go to a prophet or a prophetess and even you can just pray to God and ask him to give you insight into your life. So let's go and read um, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 
14 to 15. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. So that just proves that Satan's able to disguise himself and are able they're able to disguise themselves as well. So we have to be careful. We have to make sure we test the spirit. Not only that, but we have to make sure that we are contacting God constantly. We are checking in with God all the time because when it comes to anything, always take it back to God. I don't care if they, they're claiming to be prophets or prophetess. It doesn't matter. Take whatever word they give you, take whatever it is that they're, ta- they're saying to you back to God all the time. It doesn't matter. I don't care if it's your pastor. Always take it back to God. So now we're going to do First Chronicles chapter 10, verse 13 through 14. And that is a great example of what happens when we consult anyone besides God. So Paul died for his unfaithfulness, which he had committed against the Lord, because he did not keep the word of the Lord. And also because he consulted a medium for guidance, but he did not inquire to the Lord. Therefore, he killed him and turned the kingdom over to David, the son of Jesse. So as I was saying, do not, and I mean do not, go to mediums. Do not go to psychics. They are associated with demons, whether they want to acknowledge or not, whether they know it or not. These things are demonic. Stay away from them. Stay away from the palm reading. Stay away from all those things. Only thing you can rely on is God. And even if you go to a prophet who is, you know, called by God, make sure that is true. Make sure you test the spirit. Make sure you bring it back to God, whatever it is that they tell you. So now let's talk about meditation. So meditation is actually very demonic and um, there are some new age meditations that are on a rise right now, and that is the transcendental med- meditation and um, also the chakra meditation and just any type of meditation where it, they tell you to clear your mind. When we clear our mind, we are opening up our minds for other things to enter. It leaves room for the enemy to send it's basically to send his people your way. He sends the demons. He sends, you know, demonic spirits your way to enter into your body. We're going to go look at Matthew chapter 12, verse 43 through 45. And here they are talking about deliverance, but we're going to look at it a little deeper. So it says, when a when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, He goes through dry places, seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept and put in order. When he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this wicked generation. 
So here, this is talking about deliverance. After we get delivered, we are supposed to be then filled with the Holy Spirit after. If you are not filled with the Holy Spirit after, and you know, you go back to your old ways and the, the demons come back, you'll have plenty more coming with it. It won't come alone. There'll be way more um, coming. So when we empty ourselves with these these meditations, what is it that you fill yourself with after you, you empty yourself with this meditation? You clear your mind. It's not the Holy Spirit. If you're not, you know, you're not, you're not meditating on the word and you're not meditating on the things that God tells us to meditate on, which we're going to get into that later. But if you empty your mind, that leaves room for something else to come in. The only thing we're supposed to be meditating on is the word of God. And it says that in Psalms chapter one, verse two. So now back to uh, Matthew. Those homeless spirits, literally, they just wander around looking for houses to inhabit that are empty. So I want you guys to remember that when you empty your mind, you will, that means that it is a clean home for a demon. That means that it is empty enough for a demon to live in. And that means that they can come and live there and the Holy Spirit is not dwelling there. It's not occupied by the Holy Spirit. So yeah, just emptying your mind and removing your thoughts is a major issue. That is not biblical at all. God never tells us to remove our thoughts. He says to renew our minds. He doesn't tell us to clear our minds. He tells us to set our minds on the things above, but he does not tell us to empty them out. That is not of God and that is demonic. And it's demonic because it leaves room for demons to come in. And I know a lot of people who do these meditations, they feel, you know, vibrations and they feel energies or whatever else. Those are demons. That's the demons in their bodies doing what demons do. Crazy because they think that they're becoming their higher self or they're reaching a new algorithm or whatever. But it's not. God's word never tells us to do this. In fact, the Bible actually speaks on meditating on God for one. You can find that in Isaiah chapter 28, verse 3. God's law, that's two. That's in Joshua chapter one, verse eight, and Psalm chapter one, verse two. God's ways, that's in Psalm chapter 119, verse 15. God's works, which is in Psalm chapter 143, verse five. And we shall also be focused on things that are noble, pure, right, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. That's in Philippians chapter four, verse eight. So just most meditations are just 
connected to demonic they're obviously they're connected to demons but not only that but they are rooted in eastern religious practices which god forbids his people to to do in deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 30 through 31 so all of it in general we should just stay away from if next we're going to talk about yoga so the word yoga actually means to oneself too so and it also means to become one with. So when we look at the Bible and what what it says, equally when it talks about being equally yoked, we know that that means that you are easily able to become one with. It's y'all, your values and your morals and your beliefs align. You are equally yoked. So now when it comes to yoga, and what is it that you are becoming one with? since that's the meaning of yoga, right? Yoga is actually very common in the Hindu tradition and they do yoga as an offering. They offer themselves to their God. So it basically is you giving yourself as an offering to that false God. If you're not giving yourself to the, you know, Jesus Christ, then who are you really giving yourself to? We know obviously that false gods are not real. These gods are, they're not real and they're actually linked to demons as well. So, um, and also not to mention some of these poses are actually, they are connected to demons. They're demonic poses. So those the bodily movements that are being presented are actually movements that were used to give praise and worship to to false gods. And things like Kudalini yoga are um it's just a way of inviting spirits and demons into your life. It's just a way of inviting them into your body and it's definitely not something that you want to do. The word hudalini is actually translated into serpent power. So we all know what a serpent symbolizes. Usually what a serpent symbolizes. When Adam and Eve fell, it was a serpent that tricked them. The devil is a snake and he comes in many forms. And I really want you guys to think about everything that has been said today and take um, take it back to God. I just told you guys earlier what anything anybody says to you, take it back to God. Take it back to God and definitely look into this stuff for yourself. Um, anoint yourself and pray over yourself before you do anything like that. Because, again, this stuff is demonic. Um, but that's pretty much it for today, guys. If you have practiced any of these things and you um, feel like you need deliverance, please, please look into that. Um, anoint yourself, pray over yourself, repent for these things. You can be forgiven and you will be forgiven if you ask God for forgiveness. But only thing you have to do is just come to him and and turn from your wicked ways and he will forgive you and he will give you the chance to get to know him on an intimate level, give you a chance to really see what he is about and the type of love that he has to give you because these demons and these people that he that the devil is using to do his dirty work 
whether they know it or not, they will help Satan ruin your life. Do not allow them to ruin your life and take you astray from the path that God has for you. So yeah, that's it for me, guys. I love you all. God loves you too. Make sure you stay holy and stay blessed. See ya.